1: This is Jim and Laura Troth with the Standing Out Ohio podcast. Today we have a special guest, Alicia Garner. And then she's going to share with us some things that she does. We'll learn all all about her. And then hopefully get some get some good tips and information. But other than that, let's until then, let's listen to this.
0: Habitation investigation is the way to go. Inspection in Ohio. Trusted licensed home inspectors for your needs. From radon to mold to warranties. For a great home inspection, you really can't go wrong. Visit homeinspectionsinohio.com. All right, Alicia,
1: how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
1: We're doing very well. It, It snowed last night. Laura's not happy.
2: No. Oh, I love the snow. So do I. I grew up in Pennsylvania and I'm
3: one of the people that can legitimately say I walked home in by high snow in the middle of a blizzard. Both ways. No, and not be
2: lying. Uphill <laughs> both ways or just one way?
3: Well, actually I it was two hills. Like I lived in Appalachia. So like we went down and up one and then up mine to get home. So you know.
2: Yeah, she lived I can understand rural. why that that might have scarred you a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. she's <laughs> a very rural place. Felicia so t- tell us about yourself. What what do you what do you do right now?
2: Well, right now I'm, I am. Well, I'm a real estate agent here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I work with my husband as well, and we also run a um, indie style brokerage here in Columbus by the name of Mainstream Realty Pros, um, and just. Doing what I can to stay alive in this crazy market and keep my agents uh, focused and moving toward their goals in real estate. Okay.
1: So what'd you do before real estate?
2: Well, before real estate, I worked in the corporate world. Um, I worked for a large credit card company here locally in Columbus and um, did some managerial work there, was moving up to like the training department and honestly just realized This is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. (laughs) I didn't want to be tied to a phone and a desk and a cubicle, and just uh, wasn't how I saw things. But that was kind of my background. So I have a lot of credit background. Uh, My husband also worked the same place, so we did that, and I did some accounting work too, and just have kind of a wide range of different different things I did prior to, um, and then decided to start investing in real estate, and that's really how I got got my foot into the door with real estate was starting to invest.
1: Okay, did you have a friend or a relative that was involved in real estate?
2: No, we had nobody. Um, speaking okay. of snow, the, the day that we, we got one of those, I don't know if you remember, they used to have those infomercials and the guy would be selling like that real estate program. And um, I ended up Father buying man. it late one night. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, there was a blizzard. I I was working at the time. I was working that job, going to school and then doing a part-time internship. So I was pretty busy gal. And my husband was working a third shift. So we, we were just all over the place with our schedule, but one of the activities was to go down to the courthouse. And the day that we had both finally had off to go, it was a blizzard, (laughs) (laughs) but we went anyway. Um, it took us, we're only usually about 15 minutes from downtown. It took us about 35 that day, but it was meant to be because we ended up meeting a girl there that was doing research. The one person that made it that day into work. Um, right, okay. And she connected us with the broker here. Uh, he's he's actually passed away now, but, but she connected us with the broker here who really helped hold our hand and get us really going and in, in investing. So that's oh, right. how it all started.
1: Yeah. Timing is is very weird. You go on, on a snowy day. And you meet the one person that directs you to somebody who really guides you along. You guys said, "Nah, let's let's wait till this afternoon and see if it warms up." And you will now that that person.
2: I know we think about that all the time, and um, and just his influence in our life in general—not just from a real estate perspective, but like <laughs> a family and that sort of thing—still sticks with me to this day. We still say what we. His name was Will. We still say what we call Willisms to even today, uh-huh. like things that he told us and taught us. So pretty cool how that works. Yeah. Very well,
1: well, yeah. Now, I mean, how many years do you have to be a real estate agent before you become a broker?
2: Um, That's a good question. I honestly don't know exactly how many years. I know that there's a certain number of transactions that you have to do. I want to think there's a minimum of two years. But um, I had already been licensed so long, I didn't even look into that requirement. Um, and then you can go and go. You have to have a certain number of hours for a degree, that sort of thing. You don't have to have a full bachelor's degree, at least not at this time. But... But yeah, it was just, we decided to go into property management back then. We don't have that any longer. Um, but that was our main reason of me stepping out and doing that at the time. And so that's why I got, I got my broker's license in 2015.
1: Okay. Because I was curious, you, you started this whole brokers yourself, correct?
2: hmm
1: So how, so we started with our home inspection company, just, you know, it's, oh, and there's always franchise or, or other things we can. Based off of, but we didn't do any of that. We just kind of did our own thing, and then, well, for us, we figured it out as we went along and I had coaches and things like that. So, what made you decide to do it independently?
2: Big reason why is because of our experience of working with a lot of property management companies. We had some rather large clients that needed property managed, and we were having a hard time finding companies that offered the kind of service that we would be able to offer. Um, And it just, we kept getting more and more opportunities in that area. And so it was like, you know what, if we're going to do this, it's one, it's hard as a real estate agent to find a brokerage that actually allows property management. Um, And so it was just like, okay, I could either go to these three places that I would actually do okay at, or just open up my own. And so we decided it's time. We're just going to go ahead and step on our own and do it. Okay.
1: We decided to do our own thing because I like the whole idea of the franchise. Of I got to pay the people the franchise and I got to give them
0: usually like 10% every month. Yeah. But I, I knew if we want, like for us, if we have something we want to change, can just change. Mm-hmm. we can do it that night. We don't have to
2: call and ask anybody permission, just like you guys want to do the property management. So can you can do could, it. You could just yeah, do it if you want. Yeah. And it's so true because I find that. Even now that we're not doing property management, we're more. When we first started our brokerage, it was more of just a team style. You know, it was just us and our team, and there were just three of us. Um, and then as things progressed, um, I actually went and worked for a larger company out of California. They opened up an office here, and they recruited me to open up the to run the state of Ohio. So I did that for a while, and during that process, I learned exactly what you're talking about, Jim. It was like when you needed to do a pivotal a pivotal change. Um, it was such a hard change to do. Um, and after working on my own for 18 years at that point, it was such a frustration to me because it's like, okay, this needs to be done. I really feel that we need to do this right now. I can't wait two months for it to go through all the, you know. So when I went back to reopening my doors, we reopened our doors, um, a week before the COVID shutdown last year. So, (laughs) um, me and all of the agents at the time, I think we had about 17 agents that slipped over with us, um. You know, we reopened our doors and it was just, it's been nonstop ever since. I mean, it's oh, just. Very nice. well, yeah.
1: I think being independent, you have a lot more flexibility in, in how you serve your clients. Yes. Because you're not going to be restrained. We we get some weird requests ever now, what we'll look at or what we'll test for people. And I don't want to have to run that by anybody. If it seems logical for us to do it, yep. we'll just do we it. It's, out it's ways around it. We found ways around things, definitely. Yeah. Same here. Either.
2: Same here. Works much better.
1: So I, it always it seems to us like real estate agents, especially the first couple of years that are involved, that's the toughest. The first three years is supposedly the roughest. Well, I, I would say that once you get three years, you you pretty much a little easier for you to continue on. Right? Mm-hmm. You just start getting referrals, things like that. So what what do you find are the biggest things that agents need to do to differentiate themselves from others?
2: You know it's I've been I've been doing this now for 20 this is this is my 21st year going to 22 next year. And the one thing I notice about our industry that I feel is the biggest hurdle, not just for new agents but even even experienced agents is the amount of distractions. And the amount of clutter that's in our field um, with what you do, what you don't do, what's right, what's not right, what's new, you know, and and the amount of marketing dollars that goes into uh, reaching out to agents is just astronomical. It's just, it's crazy. So my advice when I'm talking to new agents or experienced agents is you have to be focused. You have to find what your focus is. And you have to know that you're doing every day what it's going to take to lead to a transaction. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book, The Four Levels of Execution, or The Four Disciplines of Execution. It's called The 4DX Book. Um, You talk about lead measures and lag measures in there. Um, We focus a lot on that. So with with a new agent, it's no different to me than any agent that comes to us I consider new because our philosophy is so different than what is at. a normal, you know, larger box brokerage. Um, it's really simple. It's really focused, and it helps agents to reduce that clutter so that they can really hone in on what is it that I really need to do to be successful in this industry. Um, and I think the faster that they grasp onto that and do it, the faster they see success.
1: I think there's a big misconception that a real estate agent it's so easy because they they'll hear about. Oh, the market's so hot, and you get this commission, it's it's good money. I, it's like 90% of the new agents do not realize, no, you have to do a lot of, w- yeah. work. of work. I mean, you are on the, on the phone, you're driving, you're showing houses.
3: You're hand-holding, you're oh, getting phone yeah. calls and texts late at night because somebody's panicking or... Yeah. <laughs> somebody forgot to sign the paperwork and submit it. And now you've got to track down the loan officer
2: and- You you talk about the different personality types, you know, like the DISC. And I think real estate is probably one of those fields that really requires every single one of them. Um, You know, you, you have to have the details. Like you were saying, Laura, like when you're dealing with the contract, you need to read it. You need to know the details there's a high level of ethical responsibility on real estate agents that I think our public isn't aware of. Um, And so it's, to me, it's, that's so important is to educate people. Like we do more than just turn a key in a door and open it. If that's all an agent's doing for you, they aren't worth having. Right. I mean, that's just the key. And I think that expressing, learning how to express your value as an agent, what you bring to the table. um, And I hate the word sell I'm, I, that's one of the words that we don't even talk about at our brokerage. Like even our agents are like, you are not, you are not salespeople, <laughs> you know, cause we don't sell, we educate. So if we're educating people with the, along the process and you learn how to do that and you learn how to operate that way, um, then it, it, it's just, it creates a whole different mindset. It creates a whole different <laughs> mindset for what you're offering people. And people are smart nowadays. You know what I mean? Like they know when you're, um, you know, got commission breath as people call it, you know, yes. when you're out there trying to just make a deal happen and you're not really caring about the client's needs or wants or anything. Um, it's just a huge thing and not having those processes in place to make sure that you're offering that consistent, uh, experience all the time to people.
1: So it definitely takes discipline yes. to, to be successful. And I think it, it's very easy because for the agents just to not realize that just take it, it easy yeah not do it and yeah they don't you know it's really
2: like not it. rocket science right <laughs> like this is the thing i um i try to always especially as a broker and an agent myself i try to always express i've been through this right I, i've done everything i have spent so much money on the latest greatest shiniest thing the newest yep. package you know um bleeds Uh, spend this much, we convert, we do this, we'll schedule you a point. I mean, there's so much out there, but the bottom line is that in the end, if you don't have good habits on what you're doing with those people or any person that comes across your table, if you don't know what to do and you don't have a habit or process to follow it, then you're constantly chasing. You you just become a chaser. And that sucks. (laughs) That lifestyle does not last. Like, that's why agents get burnt out. They quit. They decide they don't want to do it. Um, and then I think a lot of people aren't that type of personality where they want it. They don't want to chase, you know, so we offer, and and that's what I've learned to do. So my husband and I learned over the past about five years, we, we've adopted some new philosophies that have allowed us to stop chasing. And we just receive, we just receive people. Oh, nice. um, and it's amazing. It's, it's just a whole, and people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I don't spend thousands of dollars in leads. Um, So all of our, what's that? What do you, what do you do differently then? What are your philosophies? We do differently is we understand relationship. So when it comes to building relationships with clients, we don't just have a transaction. We're not transactional in our office. We're relational. So uh, we don't stop a transaction and then you never hear from us again. Um, And by never hear from us again, I don't mean we're just sending you some fluff every month, you know, right. we actually continue to offer value. Um, one example, we just, every year we do a pie party where we give out Thanksgiving pies to people and appreciate them. We just handed out 144 pies as an office for around Thanksgiving. Oh, very um, cool. Yeah. So all of our agents and it's a service we provide as the brokerage. So like all of our agents can tap into that um, and that's that philosophy of value on the agent side. We also offer on the brokerage side to the agents so that we're helping them as well, educate and keep things simple and have processes for them. So that's one of the things And our agents just absolutely loved it. I love it every year. It's it's one of those things that, you know, you get pretty beat up as an agent sometimes, right? I mean, sure. yes. your own relatives go list with someone else or they tell you this or people <laughs> lie. Yeah, right. um, and so I call the pie event for us is like, it's not just a gratitude for for uh, obviously we love seeing our clients but it's amazing the feeling you get as the agent when those people that really truly appreciated you come back and yeah. and want to see you again right That's cool. um, so it's it's this kind of um, give and take you know we're giving but they're also giving us something without realizing it which is just that boost of you know there are people out there who really appreciate what i do
1: so yep it's just a little thing well there's a one time rather rule. I did inspection for this lady, and, and I think you scheduled it. Maybe, but it was just you and I in the office. Yeah, it was only at that time, only a lot, Laura and I, at the time for the for the company. This lady called. I think she was a nurse. She was getting off third shift, and the only time slot I had in inspection was eight that morning. So somehow I knew she was coming straight from work to me. the to the house. So what I did was the night before, or maybe early that morning. I bought cinderels. And I brought those to the inspection for her because I knew she wasn't going to be able to eat. I, th- I think she told you that she yeah, wasn't she able. to eat. She told
3: me and I told you.
1: So I had those for her and did the inspection for her. She ate the cinnamon rolls about five about years, about five years later. Also, we, we, oh, well, you took that phone call. She so calls it, back. She calls back and she'd been hunting us down. She was buying another house. Her family's grown now. She's a couple kids now. And. Her agent gave her a list of home inspectors to use, but she's like, no, no, no. I, will, I need I'm, this guy. I, I need this guy. And I was not on that agent's list because she remembered the cinnamon roll and just that little extra bit of you know detail and just consideration on a personal level. So that's how we that, that agent, that her agent learned about us, and she's been one of our top agents for years now. Yeah. But it's just a little detail, in that pie that reminded me of that. You're you're giving the pie, and I can see. I mean, the pumpkin pie is 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 great. Even going, hey, I know this person, they prefer sugar cream pie, which nobody knows how to make. Make special pies for a person. That's that just steps up even, even another level.
2: Yeah. And we do. I mean, we do a lot. I mean, obviously with COVID, obviously, you know, a lot of things changed last year and it was just trying to navigate. How do we still deliver that personal touch? And I think that a lot of people, and, and I don't think it's just real estate. I think in any, any type of uh, place where you want to show appreciation, they get stuck. They start overthinking it. Then they're like, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do? It it's, it's the thought it really, truly is. The thought and following through and actually doing it. We also do a thing called pop buys. Are you guys familiar with what a pop buy is? Uh, describe that. So, a pop pop buy, it's a pop buy like P O P B Y. So, we we used to do these a lot. We're going to get back at doing them next year now that hopefully we can, it won't be a big deal, uh, you know, with COVID and everything. But, um, it's basically just a little gift that we put together. And we will pop by and drop it off at our clients, our past clients, current clients house. Um, So like one year, um, and I'm always looking for deals. I don't know if it's a girl thing, Laura, if you're the same way, but when I see the clearance section, I'm like, okay, what can I get that my clients would like? And one year they had, um, they had Christmas candy. It was all wrapped in Christmas paper, but Christmas was over, but they were like $1.50 a piece. And I bought them all and I rewrapped them in Valentine's day paper. And we, did Valentine's day pop by. So we pop by our, um, just, we call them like our top a plus people, the refers, the people, uh, vendors that we use and things like that. We popped by and just hang it on their door and take a picture and text them and say, Hey, just a little something from us to say happy Valentine's day. Thank you. We appreciate you. Um, and just like you're saying, Jim, that stuff it's one, it's fun, right? It's a lot more fun to, to deliver happiness than it is to cold call all day. I I mean, and the the amount of return on it is so much greater than me sitting in front of a computer, cold calling, getting hung up on, feeling frustrated. Why isn't this work? I mean, we never teach anybody to cold call. I'm like, you should never have to cold call in this business. Never. I mean, it's just,
1: that's unique. That's unique. Cause I think most agencies, that's, that's what you're doing. Where's your, where's your, Build up, build up your list of 100 people and yeah. then start calling off them and then try and branch off of that. That's that's all I've seen is consistent. Yes. And, <laughs> with real and, it,
2: and it does. I mean, it, they're right. There is some success because it's a numbers game, right? There's some success in that. But I just find the average agent isn't going to do it. I never did it. So to me, it's like I, as a leader, I can only teach from what I know. Right. I'm I, I never did Zillow leads. I've never done any of that stuff. Um, I found out years ago some of the top agents in our office at the time. Um, I'm like, hey, what do you do? Like, how are you doing this? And they said, I stay in contact with my sphere, I do client appreciation, I write personal notes to people, I write birthday cards, and I'm like, that's it. Like it can't be that simple. You know, like you don't want to think it can. It could, it's absolutely that simple. And and so what, what we do now, we actually created what we call like our internal scorecard. And we put on there the top weekly activities daily. And then we have our, our daily activities and then we have our weekly activities and our agents earn points. So, cause we're a virtual office. So we're, we're not in an office environment. And um, so what it does is it's shared with everybody. So we can all see like where everybody's at for the day, what they're doing. Nice. Oh, um, very and, cool. it, and it helps them stay focused on, and in the relation that they see between, oh, this person's numbers are higher and they're doing more business. There's definitely a correlation between that lead right. that measure. Um, so it helps them to stay focused because I'm like, if you just get through these daily things every day, you're good. You're golden. It should take you like an hour. It tops. tops. Um, yeah. So
1: we're really, really heavy on that. Good. It makes like a little bit of a game to it as well. Game and competition mm-hmm. with each other. You go, no, nah, they, they did two more of those.
2: No, <laughs> more. I'm,
1: I'm
2: yeah. Every Friday is. we have our call and we, we go, we say the top, we call them the ninja, the top ninja agent for the week. Um. And we have a, the top one gets a $10 gift card. And then the the rest of everyone who's on the board, whether you got one point or you were right underneath the top person goes into a spin the wheel. And then they, whoever wins that gets five bucks. Uh, $5. Okay, cool. Yeah. So they nice. get rewarded for just, just trying at least, you know, but, it's yeah. but it, but it has, it's, it's, it's just, it's amazing how just, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of morning routines, um, starting your day off, getting the important things out the way, you know uh, I've just thought of a quote when you were talking earlier, I looked it up to make sure I I'm going to say it right. Um, it's the Maya Angelou one. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And that's, sure. that's one of the big things I'm always expressing to people is, um, you know, we're in a people business. It's really not a house business. Right. I mean, that's that's our product, but it's really a people business. So people, I'm are sure. that's what we're here for. We're here to serve people. Um, and if we if we serve them well they 're going to want us to serve their friends and family if you're not serving them well and you're not getting referrals then there's a problem on your end it's not their end
1: it's always yes. our end yes good Laura and I have noticed I mean we've been doing this since like 2002 mm-hmm. we we've noticed that the agents that do about the same level of work year after year they're the ones that we don't think take the, have the care and concern for our clients as that as commission they should
3: you were talking yeah about.
1: commission breath. Where where they're minimizing things, and the client's like, all right, this is not not the best service, so they're not going to refer you to anybody. So therefore, it doesn't branch off to their friends and family. So that agent's business does not grow every year. They're chasing people with commission breath, and they're never there's only so many people they can catch
2: right. yeah. doing that. You can't but multiply think, that way.
3: I no. think with the the reviews that you get online now and how many more people are becoming tech savvy and you've got this whole population of millennials that grew up with the internet. They grew up with texting and that's where they look for things. What are your reviews? Who's referring you? Who's, you know, all of that stuff. And if you don't come across with your clients, you're going to have bad reviews and no one's going to come to you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's another aspect of it too. Like it's not just your own internal referral, but also what are those people doing to make sure that people hearing about you outside of that inner circle um, and getting reviews and referrals, even if it's just posts on Facebook or social media or places where people can kind of brag on you a little bit. Right. Yeah. All that stuff's so important. And I, you know, it's so overused, but that highest level of of compliment is a referral. I mean, when you trust someone else with that same person, it says a lot. Yes, it you does. It,
1: was, it sounds like your office is would, would be a great place for newer agents.
2: Yeah, we are a good place for newer agents. It's. I am um, very. Um, I really love processes. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> I don't like having to redo things. You know what I mean. So yes, we have. <laughs> yeah laura you relate because my time i have to be efficient right so yeah um, and i also homeschool my kids so i i've got one left you do oh, oh
1: my gosh there's so know. many holy cow All right. i did they graduated in 2019 so okay you oh. both homeschooled your husband and i both were, used to work third shift mm-hmm. and we worked with the yeah spouse yes
2: kind
3: of crazy
1: we
2: are like
1: the it has, <laughs> <he is>, right. <laughs> so it, yeah, it so seems it. to me, I, like your your office environment, which is virtual, but it's like more like a very nurturing place. Yeah. Do you have like a recommended a book list for your agents to read?
2: Um, informally, yeah. Um, we. I, I thought you might
1: have something. You mentioned the four disciplines of execution. Yes. You talk about the disc disc test, which is not really a book, but and yeah. that's kind yeah, of like a, a rally, yeah.
2: That's part, we use a system called Ninja Selling, which is a book by Larry Kendall. Um, And it is, uh, it's really a lot of what our philosophies are based on. So that book is actually sent to every new agent that we receive because uh, if they don't understand that process, they're really not going to grasp onto what our brokerage is all about. Um, and a lot of everything, everything we have is filtered through like our mission statement and what we're going to do. Um, so with our agents, our goal with the agents is to help them attain their own personal success. And that success looks different for every person. Um, so we're not going to tell you what that success is, but what we're going to do is help you to get to that success in a way that doesn't compromise your lifestyle. Right. So Laura mentioned, you know, Chase, you know, having your phone ring. Um, at 10 PM. Okay. That's a choice, right? You can set boundaries and teaching, teaching people from the very beginning to do this is so important because so many people um, and I was guilty of it too. I mean, I didn't know until I started learning some of those principles that I can tell people I'm not available at 10, You know, like, like that I can do that. Like, I don't have to just bend over backwards all the time and always feel like if I, it was more of a fear based type of attitude than it was um confidence, right? And so I think that people are so afraid of losing things that they compromise value and their lifestyle because of it. And you don't have to live that way. Um, And so that's what we try to teach all of our agents, especially ones that come to us from other brokerages, um, but even new people too. It's like start setting your boundaries now. What does your day look like? What do you see? Um, Communicating that to your clients when you meet with them, listen, I'm involved in other things besides real estate. I'm also a mom. I'm also do this. This is when I'm available. You're more than welcome to reach out to me. And if I can, I will, but guarantee I'll be back to you during my normal work hours the next day. Unless it's obviously if it's a contract or something urgent, Right. but just learning how to run a business, you know, realtors are business owners first and yeah. foremost. Yes. You know, I'm nobody's boss. Like people will call me their boss. I'm like, I'm not your boss. I'm not your boss. You are your boss. I'm more of your coach, your guide, your mentor. I'm here to help you stay compliant, to do what you need to do, and to help you get over humps and things like that. But not your boss. I'm not going to call you every day and tell you what you need to do and smack your hand when you don't do what you're supposed to do. Not doing it. Um, yeah. So, and I'm it sure
3: it a decision they make. It's their well, that's, business. That's,
1: yeah. That's, I mean, ownership. They need to take yeah, ownership to take of the, the, the ownership results. Of
3: their business.
2: And I, I think that's one of the big things, and that's part of something that we say is our. Uh, every Friday we have to go through our call. We do our mission, vision, and core values, and that's one of our core values: is every agent is a business owner. Um, you're not, I am not your business owner. <laughs> you know okay. you've chosen to put your license with me. I'm unemployed every day. I wake up, I'm unemployed every day. You have to choose to stay here, right? So, and every day you're unemployed. Every day someone has to choose to work with you. So, how are you going to do that? What's your business plan look like? How are we going to achieve that goal? Um, and I just uh it's been interesting. But yeah, the the new people training, I'm all about training. I love doing trainings. I'm actually, you mentioned doing the CE. I'm learning I'm going to start getting some CE attached to some of the trainings that we do. Um, but we actually have a whole onboarding process that people go through to set up their business. <laughs> very nice. Oh nice. yeah. So most people go to a brokerage and it's like, okay, here's the phone, do this, you know, get get your website set up and here's your email. Um, okay, then what? Then you got to pay money to go to this special class or you got to, we're going to, you got to go here. Um, Yeah, we don't do that. So we, we have everything. Our onboarding is completely online. um, And then there's designated places where they meet with me personally, and we work through certain things uh, to get them set up. So it's just, yeah, but it's self-paced. So if they want to take a month, they can take a month. If they want to take a week, you can take a week. It's just, it's totally up to them because like I said, I'm, I'm, it's your business. How fast do you want to launch it?
1: But, but they have that guidance to tell yeah. them what the next step. structure to start structure. With. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. So yeah. what, what are your goals for the next, like within the next three years,
2: the next like, three years, um, I, I was actually talking to my husband about this question because it was the one that, um, I have so many goals <laughs> it's, so, it's hard for me to try to compress that down. Um, I think that one of our biggest goals as a company is to continue to grow and continue to um, find more agents that really fit our culture and model and what we want to do and help them reach, you know, I like to get every agent to six figures. That's really what, I, what my personal goal is there. Um, personally, as far as real estate goes, we want to find, and my husband and I have been working on this for a little bit uh, with his business because he's more of the one that's active out in the market all the time is really to developing a new niche. Like we feel hyper local is where it's at um in in this in this environment that's kind of been created for us with all the different technologies and things yes. going on. Yeah, you really have to be an expert. You have to show uh where your where your value in, is and be authentic to who you really are. Um, and so that's really what we're working on is hopefully um g- talking to some marketing people, really getting hyper focused on our niche um, as an agent and really just pushing that 100.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah, specialization. There's definitely riches and niches, but when you're become an expert in like I say a neighborhood or an area of Columbus, like
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you become the go-to person.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's not as hard as people think to do. The hardest part is picking what it is. Yeah. That's the hard, you know, like I, doing it isn't as hard as trying to decide, okay, where do I want to niche at? Because once you're in there, you're in there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, and nowadays, there's so many options and ways of doing things. Yes. It's, well, for us, when we had the, especially when we first started out, people would call to schedule an appointment. I'm like, well, not everybody wants to talk to somebody on the phone.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: so we we give people options to not so much consume but to do the exact same thing they can text they can they can call they can schedule online facebook
3: for a bit
1: We've had people facebook to put in schedule with people text and everything saw the person they never
3: never spoke word words text was, text was never showed text. up they
1: just did it all through texting everything through, through texting so you gotta you can do the exact same thing four or five different ways
3: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: all going to fit those different personality types. You mentioned the disc test. Yeah, you, got, you have all the different personalities, and then you got the combination of, of the personalities as well. Yeah. So definitely, definitely need to you know, be an expert and stand out, in whatever you want to do, and then have that available in different ways because people will yeah. consume things differently.
2: Yes. And I think in real estate, there's so many new, what they call disruptors, you know, like there's, uh, you know, you've got where you can just buy a house on a website now, and then you've got where you can put your house up there and get two or three offers. And then you've got, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many as a consumer. I mean, I just, I, I just can only imagine how overwhelming it is to try to figure out and navigate what's really best for me. Um, and that's the part that, is I think is the hardest thing as a real estate agent is getting your foot in that door to be able to to sit with somebody and show them this is this this is that and to realize that I'm only invested as much as you are so I don't care if you go this route but I at least want you to understand what you're doing you know right. and um and that's that's just one of those things too like you know like when you have so many options I almost feel like it's making the value of a realtor a good one even more important Cause you need that person to kind of guide you and understand, okay, what's, what's this company that's offering me cash? What's that? How does that work? What's the fine print? What am I really walking away with? What are, what am I really obligated to do? Yes. Yeah.
3: Are they paying me what my house is worth? Right. Are they really undervaluing it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And also um, you know, I I think that that, again, it comes back to just the lack of, I think, education to the public, but, and understanding what fiduciary responsibility really is as an agent. When I, you know, a lot of, a lot of people that come to me, they say, I never do a buyer's agreement. I say, why? And they say, well, because I don't want people to feel like they have to work with me. I said, well, what guarantees that you have to work for them? You know, the buyer's agreement isn't a one-sided agreement. It's a two-sided agreement you're, you're, you're dedicating to them as much as they're dedicating to you. And if you don't know how to explain that to people, that's, what's missing in our industry. Right. People, they, they're so concerned with missing a commission that they're, they're not understanding what they're really doing. You know, you're representing someone, your fiduciary responsibility is to that person and that's in their best interest. You know, yes. um, it's much there better. Has be it has,
1: it's has to be a win-win. Yes. So otherwise somebody's, somebody's not, somebody's not going to have no referrals. Yeah. It has to be a win-win or, or, or no yeah. deal is how, how it should be done. Well, why, how do people get hold of you?
2: Oh, yeah. well, that's really easy. Um, well, they can, they can call, they can text, they can friend me on Facebook, on Instagram, um, on Instagram, I'm Alicia M G G E E. And then on Facebook, you can just search my name, Alicia Garner, and I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, I'm actually getting close to my friend limit on there. So I don't if you can't friend me, follow me. Um, And then uh, but my phone number is 614-554-2445. That's directly to me. That's my cell phone so people can text me. They can call me. Um, I'm willing to talk. I talk to anybody. Uh, I don't care if there's there's no motive on my end just so people know um, if they just have questions about, Oh my gosh, that sounded interesting. Can you help direct me? I'll, I'll sit down and talk to anybody one time and say, Hey, this is, you know, this is what I did. This is what worked. I love sharing information. I believe information is meant to be shared. I don't believe in a lack. So, you know, even if you're in my market, I don't care. Cause I know what I, what I offer is different. We're, we're different people. We have different spheres um, and sometimes those cross. So, from that perspective, it's a, if it's an agent who wants more information about our brokerage, I'll talk to them too. No, There's no pressure from me. From me. Um, what you see is kind of what you get.
1: <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. It, yeah. it, it, it sounds like you have a very nice office and atmosphere for, for people to be a part of. So And, and I, I yeah. like that. I like
2: that. Our cool. culture is everything. I think that's the way of the future for real estate brokerages. I don't know if you know this, but 80% of people who are licensed brokers in our country Um, own 80% of the companies. So of all these bigger companies, you see people think, oh, market share and all this. Well, 80% of all real estate companies are indie brokers, just like me. So I think that um, you know we we really are that underlying lifeblood of this industry and just those people who like me just have a passion for it. Um, I'm in quite a few groups and there's a lot of us out there that just have a passion for doing things the right way um, in this type of—I don't, I don't want to say a boutique style because I don't consider myself a boutique office, but um, but just in this smaller family style um, yeah. type of environment. So,
1: and, yeah, and that stat, eighty percent, is pretty close to all businesses. Eighty percent of them are, are considered small business, which mm-hmm. means the money you know earned through through honest work stays in that local economy instead of going yeah. to. You know, so, Lord, one, one, so one of those three weird. companies that own own a ton of them. Yep, so, exactly. So when yeah. You, when you use an uh, independent brokers, you're supporting the local economy.
2: Yep, very and we support so. local as well. You know, that's that's what we, we all try to give back to that as well, just like you guys, you know?
1: All right. Well, yeah. hey, thank you very much for being with us. I appreciate that.
2: Thanks for nice having This is fun. This is
3: great.
1: Yes. <laughs> Perhaps we can do it again down the road.
2: I'd love to, anytime.
1: All
2: right, everybody.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 You've been listening to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Google Podcasts to get new, fresh episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit the website of the Best Ohio Home Inspection Company at homeinspectionsinohio.com or jimtroff.com. That's J-I-M-T-R-O-T-H and click on podcast. Until next time, learn and go do stuff.